This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery, like McKenna, brings a top-tier lineup. With Leaf Davis-esque delivery right to your door, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only by app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. With pre-season drawing ever closer, and after a month... Of seeming radio silence, ITFC news has come like buses in the last few days. Join us now as we discuss what we know and speculate about what we don't know. This is the Blue Monday podcast. Hello and welcome to the Blue Monday podcast discussing Ipswich Town up or down since 2015. I'm Richard Woodward and this is our live stream Q&A, the show where you set the agenda on all, all things Ipswich Town. Joining me, he's dusted off the microphone and the laptop, Joe Fares from Blue Monday and a guest. Um, he's, we're going to grab as much information as we can. The man in the know at this time of the year, Phil Ham from TWTD. What's up with you, Phil? How's things? Been a while since you've been on the pod. Everything good? Yes, all fine with me, yes. Uh, yeah, you like this time of year or not? This time of year is quite good because it's quite quiet, isn't it? I think it's okay. J- June tends to be fairly quiet. The last couple of years, well, two summers ago, certainly, we did start to get things going quite uh, strongly. But uh, last year, I think we made a couple of signings, didn't we? But generally, it's uh, yeah, it's, it's relatively quiet and uh, we can, can uh, have a bit of a relax and uh, and wait for the... well. Because preseason gets going very quickly, doesn't it? For a few, yeah. Is it, is it Monday, guys? That it kind of officially starts. Am I right? Twenty sixth. Twenty sixth. There we go. A few more weeks to go. Joe, um, do you enjoy this time of year? Are you avoiding Twitter? We've got the Telegram group, which is a little bit of a, a bastion of saneness. But even even the Telegram group were getting a little bit twitchy today, weren't they? Yeah, it's, it's it's just funny this time of year always, isn't it? It seems like there's that lull, and then all of a sudden everyone comes seems to come back to work at the club, and then the stories start dripping out. I like Chaplin, Luongo, and stuff. I'm sure we'll cover, but it seems like now is the that sort of two week run up to pre season. Then it's going to be another busy one for Phil over the yeah. next few weeks as well. Some good traffic. Well, as we mentioned, we are live. So what we're going to do is we're going to go through the bits and pieces of news that we do know about. I'm going to get the, guy, the guy's opinions on those. We are going to indulge very very briefly the the, the ITK people in, in social media land and just have a quick chat about the guy's thoughts on that. Phil and TWT have just done a, uh, their annual questionnaire and it's becoming kind of an annual tradition that we talk about it on this podcast. So we'll go through some of the results and overwhelmingly positive, as I suspect. So what I've tried to do is in my kind of miserable get an angle to things, try and find the things that we can be mardy about or at least look to the future about knowing that we've 
we've talked about the season just gone to death on, on this podcast and I'm sure you've written lots about it as well Phil so we try and find an angle there but the questions are open for you guys we'll try and get to as many as, as we can and um, if you want to stick a cue at the start of him it helps me out but um, let's say hello to some folks that we've got Lee that uh, always good getting in there early doors um, Lee also said two great signings to start the summer controversial but I think Luanga signing could be the better one short term interesting thought maybe hold your th- hold that in your minds guys when I come to you on the on the bits and pieces of news Charlie's with us Dan is with us FBL Tractor's with us Romeo's with us Ben's with us Flim Flam Bluey John B wow this is quite the roll call Steve's from Cyprus probably as temperate as it is here Lee let's hope for some informed chat and less of the daft rumour mongering being seen elsewhere on town related media sites. We will do our best, Steve. We will acknowledge it, and then we will provide a rational st- a spin on it, I'm sure. MW is with us. Norman had enough of the closed season, ready for the championship to start. Philip leaves here. Neil's here. Um, and plenty of folk here. So do get your questions in. We will come to those. Uh, Simon's here. Jim's here. Horse hollerer. And FBL's compliments in the background. So, yeah, some... Um, egress no painting work happening here as well as at Bourbon Road let's start with the easy bits of pieces of news let's start with the Chaplin news bill three-year extension announced on Monday a contract to 2026 presumably a massive pay rise as well because frankly he's deserved it hasn't he thoroughly yeah I think he's uh, been a huge success hasn't he really last season 29 goals um, 26 in the league. I think last time, uh, well, Daryl Murphy got 27, didn't he? A long time since anyone got 29 in all competitions for us. Um, from that role, it's he's he's talked to us before, sort of post-match when he scored goals about how he's playing a different sort of role at town than he has at other clubs. Uh, and um, yeah, Kieran McKenna is getting the clearly getting the best out of him. I think um, he 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 was a kind of sort of old style little number nine, wasn't he? In in, in, in a two-man uh, sort of strike force. I think that's how he's kind of talked about how he played previously. And as, uh, as Freddie Sears said a couple of years ago, they don't exist in the game anymore. He no. said, my, my role doesn't exist. And I think perhaps Connor Chaplin might have found himself in a similar position that that role hasn't, uh, that the role that he kind of grew up playing perhaps hasn't existed. And he's taken it to this sort of play, playing in as a number 10. But in terms of a finisher, it's very difficult to remember too many better finishers at town. I would say um, Alan Brazil, uh, Marcus Stewart, uh, Martin Royce, people who, when the ball falls to them in the area, you think, bang, it's in. And uh, so, so many of those goals that he scored, often from Wes Burns' cutbacks from the yeah. right, are just, just so sharp. And, and the, you know, the goalkeeper just doesn't move. The next thing, he's looking at it and it's in the corner of his net. And... Uh, yeah, no one could have. Uh, yeah, I think it was hugely predictable, wasn't it? Really, that yeah. having uh, had such a successful season, that he would get uh, a, a new contract. The three years, he seems very happy here, uh, settled here. I think his, his dad and his brother come and watch us sit in the away end, don't they? And uh, so, yeah, I think uh, uh, probably not the hardest deal that Mark Ashton has had to do. No. I would say that the, the player wanted to to come here, the club wanted him here, and he's he's clearly a key man in Kieran McKenna's thoughts going forward. Yeah, and Joe, someone who has, we as supporters love this. It's always very easy to feel very affectionate about Ipswich in the local area. But um, Chaplin, in his uh, interview, his excellent interview with ITFC and our good mate Andy Warren and his new role, talked very much about how he enjoyed being in the in the town, the county, and obviously a key role in the ITFC Foundation as well. So that's, that's a big part of it too, isn't it, Joe? Yeah, he's just a guy that seems to just settled into the town and feels like he 
he's a player that wants to spend his career here and one of those that you see all the old Ipswich players who move to Suffolk and stay here forever, really. He, he looks like he's going to be one of those if he can stay here two or three years. This this looks like this will be his home now. I think he's about to have his presumably first child at the moment. I think his partner is pregnant. So it all seems to be sort of going well for him on and off the pitch in that side. And I said, when we did the season review a couple of weeks back, we noted that he scored seven goals in the first 23, or nine goals in the first 23 games and 17 in the last 23 games of the season. And there might have even been a split. That might have been 17 and 21. That was just the, the middle the middle split down the um, season. So the, the the way we played in the second half of the season just opened everything up for him, having sort of broadhead on that left-hand side, opening more space, pulling people out there, where in that first half of the season, maybe there was a, a lot of blocked shots with bodies in the way, but we managed to get those bodies moved out the way for the second half. And like Phil said, his finishing is just top draw. And it's incredible, even on set pieces, how he manages to get on the end of set pieces, even when you think he's the smallest player on the pitch by yeah. about four inches. And well, he's like some Cahill sort of uh, ability in the air, isn't he? A little, little man who seems to win the ball uncannily and score goals. Yeah, he comes alive, isn't he, in the area? And and, and he's got a kind of, I, I know we ended up scoring five more goals in, in this game, but open the scoring against Exeter, which is a game that goes down in Ipswich Town history, doesn't it? So, um, yeah, great to see that. And and Joe, an, an unsurprising move, given we knew that he, we'd been offered, he'd been offered terms, but Massimo Luongo's one-year extension um, confirmed this afternoon as well. Your your thoughts on that one? Yeah, a good, a good, a good player to tie up. Ultimately, when you look at the um, players in the midfield, Ball, Evans, Kamara, Humphreys, the players that played, none of them were on the same level as Luongo was for the 16-game run at the end of the season. He just looked a mile above a mile above them. So I think it was quite important that you tried to tie him down. And I think a year's contract probably works well for both parties because I don't think that's probably what was expected when he signed in January. I'd imagine it was just to see him through to the end of the season and then him probably go off and move back to Australia. Now he's got the move here. He's got another year of earning sort of good championship money as opposed to sort of heading down to the A-League and winding down his career. And yeah, he's just he, he's just been excellent from the moment he came. Did we lose a game when he was in the team? I don't think we did. No, Not yeah. a single game that he played. So yeah, uh, a cracking signing and the one outstanding is now Shawnee Aluko, isn't it? So we'll see what happens on that one. Yeah, he'll be to, he'll be tomorrow. And Dan Connors on the, our Twitter asked um, whereabouts in the stadium that will be announced. Given I think they've done the north and the, the south stand <laughs> now, so maybe the ticket office, given that's closed tomorrow, that's been closed for an interview. Um, Phil, we talked about uh, Joe in particular has talked about this on the pod um, and our, on our messaging group on Telegram as well. Longo signing means there's quite an abundance of central midfielders. And we're interested, supposedly, or have been interested in Jack Taylor at Peterborough. Players are going to have to leave, aren't they, to, to make some room? And, and I think we'll get questions about this. I think Norman's asked about the budget for, for player signings. It feels like what we're all hearing is big names might come in and some big money might be spent. But there's going to have to be some outs to make room, aren't there, for, for some of these signings? Yeah, I think yeah, there's a lot of players in that centre midfield, as, uh, as Joe says. Yeah, um, but Kamara obviously hasn't really featured at all since he came in um, because of injury, which obviously not entirely his fault. Um, I could probably see him going out on like he's only got a year of his contract, I think, isn't he? he? He only signed for two years, so you probably see him going out on loan for the year. Cameron Humphreys again, if he'd be better out on loan than not playing for us, I think, wouldn't he? Um, particularly if we're thinking of Luongo being gone in a year's time. So, um, that may feel, be, uh, sorry, 
on Humphreys though, what how do you think the squad registration rules affects that? Because yeah, because he's young. Yeah. Because McKenna yeah. likes to have a big squad, and you haven't got the option of bringing in some loan players from the Premier League. So I've yeah. I wonder if he'll be kept around for that reason. Uh, you might well be right. You might well be right. And 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 of course that is another kind of thing about why we might get rid of some of the other players in the central midfield because. <laughs> just simply numbers. We've got, is it 25 players, including the goalkeepers, isn't it, this year? And um, yeah, so that makes it very tight. And I think um, Shawnee Aluko staying perhaps was a surprise to, to some people because of the, the the kind of impact on the the squad numbers. Although, you know, we all know he's a very talented player, but he I think he only made about four league starts last year, didn't he? Um, so... Yeah, I think I think there's a, there's gonna be a lot of juggling going on. I think perhaps might be more outs than people anticipate. I mean, there's fairly obvious ones, isn't there? I think Piggott will go. Um, obviously, um, Harper. Harper will go. Players like that that aren't, uh, you know, are clearly not going to be in the plans. Um, but you, you have to then, if Jack Taylor is signed, and I mean, clearly Ipswich made a number of bids. Uh, Dara McAntony said, didn't he, a couple of months ago? Um, approaching two million pounds for Jack Taylor in January and they turned it down. Um, I think if we'd assigned Jack Taylor in January, we, we wouldn't have signed Massimo Luongo. I think it was definitely a, a case of Luongo being coming in on loan. Um, but it's, it sounds like that we were still putting bids in right up until the deadline once Luongo had signed for, not sure for us. Because I don't know. Yeah. It's, I, I think it's, Dara I, I, did say on one of his pods, sort of right up on deadline day, the pod, there was still a couple of bids, a, a further bid coming in, nearly £2 million. So mm-hmm. maybe at that, that point, Luongo's fitness wasn't quite what it was, and they didn't know whether they were going to get a lot out of him at that point. Possibly. Or just trying our luck, do you know what I mean, at that point. Yeah. See, see how their finances are at that point, and just saying, well, you know, take this. Uh, I know that clubs have uh, certainly done that in the past, knowing that, because obviously Peterborough, Peter's finances haven't been the most stable, have they, over the last few months? So you just sort of maybe chance your arm. But um, yeah, if he comes in, that does uh, increase the numbers in the central midfield quite to, to kind of a level that is uh, probably a little unwieldy. Um, and uh, but yes, I, I agree with you. Humphreys might then stay around just simply because of the. But of course, then he doesn't play. <laughs> that often and we haven't got the Papa John's trophy this year have we mm. in which these players kind of can can tick over um but yeah I think it's going to be quite a difficult balancing act for uh for Mark Ashton and Kieran McKenna on that front this year because they, they obviously want to strengthen but at the same time there's there's not that much scope within the within the EFL squad uh, uh, parameters yeah, it's, very, it's very difficult to get rid of the players you want to get rid of as well yeah. isn't it because the reason you want to get rid of them is because they're not sort of up to the standards. I, I assume in the in the majority of cases, they've all had a decent championship pay increase as well on promotion. So it's even harder to get rid of players that haven't featured. But like I said, when I, when I look at the central midfield, I think you've got Morsey and Luongo that proved to be of a certain level. Evans had a good start to the season, but I think he lacked some ability maybe that you need in the championship. Don Ball didn't really do a great deal. Again, a lot of that was injuries, but... I'm, I'm not convinced you'd have him starting a big run of games in the championship. Same Kamara again, injury. So it feels like you've got five midfielders, but or, or six, seven if you include Harper and El Mazzuni. But it feels like the three senior midfielders you've got there the Kamara, Ball, and Evans. Maybe I personally wouldn't be too worried if we lost all of them, let alone any of them, to be fair. I think Ball is obviously quite an experienced championship player. And I think character-wise, he might like keeping him around. And I think he was quite unlucky last year because I don't. I think he said that he'd never really had an injury before that, did he? Didn't he? Yeah. Uh, so it's, it's. I mean, it's. I always think it's quite. 
harsh on players sometimes to kind of tar them with this sort of you know being injury prone when they've maybe just had one injury but of course it's all we've seen of them isn't it and mm. when they've been at our club so um i think that he might end up being quite an important uh, uh sort of uh squad member if not necessarily a a week in week out starter but then again we then we come to lee evans who again has played in the championship hasn't he with week and i think he kind of um, played in that in, in uh, Paul Cook's Wigan side, didn't he? Um, which which did all right, didn't it? I know. Well, got... I think he when I because I did have a look at this when they went on their mad run towards the end of the season, which would have sort of seen them move from the relegation zone to mid table. But, but I do points. Yeah. yeah, but for the points, he he sort of dropped out the team for the last sort of seventeen eighteen games of the season when they won like twelve or thirteen of them. So in the championship, it seemed like he'd been replaced at that point. Yeah, well, maybe that's where it kind of, uh, maybe his level is that sort of player that is top League One, but not quite good enough. For, and and I think our expectation in the Championship is that you know, we're not, not going to come into the Championship to finish fourth bottom, are we? We're, we're in the Championship to, to 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 push on, and and I think the playoffs will be a target. I, I think quite reasonably, and and I, I think they'll probably say that. I don't think they'll kind of. Uh, um, be uh, coy, do you know what I mean? Or, or no, kind of... and and when you sort of to link it in with the other chat today about McKenna being linked here, there, and everywhere, part of the way they're going to keep McKenna is they're go- they're going to need to show him that they they want to get out of this league this season, aren't they? They're not yeah. going to say, oh yeah, well stay here and we will aim to finish 14th in the table this season, and if you do that, then we'll give you a little bit more money and see if you can finish 10th. He's sort of going to the top, and we need to sort of keep up with him. So I'd imagine there's maybe some brinkmanship potentially going on with regards to funding and what levels he wants on that. But the the interest in him, if if it is genuine and if it does exist, is probably good for fans of Ipswich because it means it gives him a little bit more bargaining power to maybe get a little bit more out of the pension fund. And Different angle, John. Yeah. Well, let, let's deal with that now because it's come up in the chat and we're always try- of cautious to not have to read too much into unfounded internet speculation and you know a lot of people getting a little bit anxious about it understandably so you know all we can do is and and i guess reading into what the club are putting out is also not great because you know we've had a we've had quotes from the club this evening on the two contracts which is to my mind positive that mckenna's giving quotes about players who presumably signed in the knowledge that he'd be there as well but the club phil can't be expected to react or respond to every little piece of internet speculation, it would just be very tedious and tiring for people, wouldn't it? So I guess we're going to have to get used to this. We've talked about this many times in the pod. You know, McKenna's a highly sought-after manager, but as Joe said, there's enough at his disposal, not least, you know, a squad that he's put together and coached in his style. If the ambition is there, as Joe's alluding to, then we just have to stay positive, don't we, and get into the season and just ignore all this kind of stuff. And if something happens... It's not a huge amount we could do to control it, is it? No, but I don't think there's an enormous amount of what's the word? Um, legitimacy is that the word you're looking for? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not a lot of legitimate speculation. That's a good way. Yeah. I think John Percy wrote a story, didn't he, a couple of weeks ago in the Telegraph? And John Percy's a good journalist in the uh, Midlands Mid- Midlands football, and um, and I think all he said was that he's a name that's one that's sort of under consideration, which. If you're a side that's come down out of the Premier League and are casting around for new managers, you would include Kieran McKenna. But the only thing I would say is Kieran McKenna has won, has got Ipswich out of League One with a pretty big budget. 
Mm. He's not done any more than that yet. And so if you're Leicester and you're relegated out of the Premier League, your fans are going to be expecting you to go, to bounce back straight away. If you're the chief executive of Leicester and you appoint someone, you know, I mean, Kieran McKenna clearly is a very talented manager, but he's a very inexperienced manager and hasn't been at a club or hasn't been in charge of a club that with that sort of level of expectation at the top of the championship. And I think it's a big risk if you were the Leicester manager to appoint someone like him. So I, I, I don't really see that he's... Um, when you, you, you've got um, Scott Parker, I don't know, seems to be the sort of other name that's been mentioned quite a lot as the as their kind of big target. And you think, well, Scott Parker's done that job, hasn't he? He's done that job. But, um, yeah, I think he's off... He talks more linking him now with Leeds, but it's... Yeah, well, you can see that as well, can't yeah. you? I, think they're, they're, I mean, they're sort of fairly similar jobs at the moment. Um, and the other thing, at Le- Leicester is obviously has its attractions uh but equally things aren't great there at the moment are they no well, it's got negative momentum hasn't it you know is well there is actually there's a very good good point about managers taking jobs at the right times at clubs i think yeah. this is, you look at people like paul jewell who went from wigan where he was incredibly successful wasn't he or is it bradford one of the two and then went to sheffield wednesday when they were on had that negative momentum and obviously he went to a much bigger club didn't he but it was a club that was kind of on the way down and you, I think you've got a time you move yeah, I, think. I guess I guess there are flip sides to it that if you look at for example the job Vincent Company's done at Burnley this year where they came down they look like there's all this talk about their American owners of financing if they don't get it right they're there and these come in turn them around without spending a huge amount really got their back up of 100 points and he's now touted as the next sort of linked with a Chelsea and Tottenham job next Man City manager and I, I don't know. I think there's I think there's a lot of attractions in the Leicester job, but I think if they wanted McKenna, or if they want McKenna, they probably needed to come after him two weeks ago to give him enough time to work it out and see whether that's what he wanted to do, as opposed to now, when he's back from holiday, when he's started to get back into the swing of things at Ipswich, when he's now getting his targets and everything sorted there. It's, it's probably too late, really, I, I think, personally, but obviously we don't know. Hmm. No, but, in, in, but he's the other thing about Kieran McKenna, I think he's very measured in how he looks at his own development and I'm not sure that he would see Leicester regardless I mean I I don't know I think the expectation that Leicester would go back up straight away is probably not unreasonable but you'll have players who all think they're Premier League players that probably aren't very happy with their lot Um, similar to Leeds probably as well I think they'll both be in that position so it's not a given is it that they'll they'll that they'll come down in the in the, and go it's up in the league in, next season, isn't it? You keep hearing it's, it. It's, it's going to be. I think it's going to be very tough at the top, isn't it? I think it's mm. going to be much improved division at the top because um, I don't think it's been that strong a division. That seems to be the sort of the feeling. The fact that Luton, you know, fantastically well on a to get promoted on a budget of what sixteen million or something. I think I read something like that. Um, well, our budget will be more than that. Millwall were seventh. Their budget's not going to be that. We're going to be in a fairly... Coventry as well, wasn't they? Coventry as well, yeah. And particularly given the start that they had with not having a ground at the beginning of the season and all that. So um, so I think that, that, that there's some tough clubs coming down. We've not mentioned Southampton. I think that they're, you know, they're, that it's, it's going to be tough at, the, at that end. Um, but other than that, I think you look at that division, I don't think it's as strong as the division that we left four years ago, whatever it was. Hmm. We shall see, folks. I think the the key is, is as I learned in GCSE history, is trust your sources. And where there's a bias, you need to <laughs> look through. Don't panic until there's something 
official is probably yeah. What I, I, don't, I mean, I don't, I don't hear any. What's the word? I don't hear any encouragement of the McKenna well, story from neither you, the local papers. Yeah, you know. I, I just, I just think it's rumours. That's the kind of it's steer that that, that, that that one is being given. That uh, that it's you know business as usual and. Uh, are you um, hearing possibly opposite? A couple of people have asked um, Martin here, McKenna getting a new contract, question mark. I mean, that would be a show of, uh, you know, the club's ambition as well and rewarding him for the season just gone as well. But that might be another way to ward off potential suitors as well. It might also include a massive release clause in there if the right clubs come calling as well. So is that potentially on the table for I mean, we, we I can't really speculate. I did speak to Mark Ashton about it in March. Um and he said, "Oh, that will take care of itself when it takes care of itself, sort of takes care of itself, sort of thing." But I mean, I think it's an obvious moment if you're Kieran McKenna's agent to come to the club and say, "Well, you know, my boy's done well for you. You know, <laughs> um, we'll we'll have out a new deal." And um, I, I think that yeah, I'm sure it's something that's been under discussion. I'm sure it is. It wouldn't surprise me at all if there was another very similar situation to to Connor Chaplin. I think that mm -hmm. uh, that having having done Save well. Him up build up as the week goes on you know well yeah happen. possibly I, I mean i don't I mean, i've not heard anything to suggest that anything's imminent you know but it wouldn't entirely surprise me uh that i, th I think uh, going back george burley he signed a contract uh soon after we got promoted i think didn't he um or soon after we got into i can't i forget which one well, well, either um got promoted or got into europe but uh yeah you uh you, uh, yeah, it's, you reward your managers and players, don't you, for success? And I'll, I'll, I'll be less surprised if McKenna signs a new contract than I was on New Year's Day 2020 at Wickham. Yeah, <laughs> well, I think that had been dragging on for so long. It's, it, that, that's, oh, I mean, it's one of those things, isn't it? You, you sort of drag on to the point where your manager's no longer being successful, don't you? And you still, <laughs> still sign it. So, uh, yeah, I mean, that was just ridiculous. I mean, the, yes. Uh, less said the better. <laughs> Let's move it on. Uh, Neil, question on new contracts or new signings. Any thoughts? We can only guess at this point. Joe, you mentioned surely Luca might get a, a contract reveal as well, but uh, it's a 50-50 toss of a coin. What's your, what's your bet if anything happens tomorrow? I, I just wonder whether Luca does even sign the new contract, whether it is there's an offer there, but he sort of is aware that, well, he didn't, he didn't, he didn't appear in a match day squad post the nil-nil draw at Bristol Rovers this season. So he was very much out of the picture and he's going to be even less in the picture you'd imagine in the championship season. So it might be that he doesn't even sign the contract. We've offered him one as a goodwill, not a goodwill gesture. I'm sure he's done it there, but because we like him and we want to keep him around the place, but I don't know if that would be enough for him. So maybe it goes that way and, so there's, there's, I'm sure there's signings being worked on now. It's just a case of trying to get some of those over the line. But I, I guess a, a new contract for somebody is always easier to announce than a yeah. new signing. Maybe a, I think you've got Sam Morsey, whose contract is up at the end of next season as well. So there's there's a couple of obvious candidates to get something. Yeah, maybe the players who signed. Because Burns signed one. Didn't Burns sign one last season? Yeah, well? Burns and Wolfie signed yeah. one last season. So they would be the obvious candidates because everyone else is probably on good end, good wages. So it's about... Securing them a bit longer, isn't it? Um, Romeo, very quickly, before we um, move topics a little bit, do we know if the pitch transformation is on track? Does Phil know if we've asked to move the first two fixtures away or just one? Um, it's just one. There you go, confirmed. Yeah, we can't answer two. I thought, um, thought that had been, yeah, been out in the ether as well. Worth noting that uh, we like plugging the Telegram group. I hope you can understand why, because it's a really good 
thing for us and it's a really good thing hopefully for the community that make it so great but craig has got exclusives on the telegram group of whether he's going to get in massive trouble now and i've ratted him out there but um so there, there may or may not be some pictures there that might give you an answer, Romeo, in our, in our Telegram group. Let's skip conversations. Um, we will come back to your questions, though. We are here for a lot longer, so put a queue next to it, and I will come through all of these. Um, we will try, if we can, to avoid comment about speculation. I think we've dealt with McKenna now, so I'm going to avoid those. I've seen some what-if scenarios and all that kind of stuff. I think <laughs> just for everyone's sanity and well-being i think we move on from that topic conversation unless something pops up on i think joe's got his phone ready i've got feeds up over here as well so if something happens while we're on air we'll react to it but otherwise i think we'll try and avoid if we can the massive speculation phil the um annual twtd question how long is uh, you're into like is it two decades yet that it's been going well the questionnaire was actually going in the fanzine before i took it off so um, more than that, maybe then. So yes, so I mean, I, yes, um, yeah. I think Gavin Barber and Phil Arnold, who were doing it before me, um, I sort of took it on in December '94. So yeah, so it was certainly going in '93, '94. So yeah, so yes, thirty years. So wow. Um, the next one will be the thirtieth, won't it? So it's yeah, and we've been doing it online for um, well, it's I think fifteen that we've got in the current bit of software that Gavin wrote Gavin Wilding wrote um and then your Osborne yeah. 2.0 is it now that's actually that's a joke because there is actually a computer called an Osborne in the 70s. That's, my <laughs> right. kind of, that's a sort of in joke for the sort of IT the nerds yeah. there you nerds. go yeah, yeah all the easter eggs are coming out now but and and I guess the question is something that we debate here on Blue Mondays do you get more traffic in good times or more traffic in bad times I can imagine it's probably a little bit of both but you if it's if it's been a crap season, and let's be honest, the last few years have been pretty crap. I'm pretty certain people are queuing up to fill in the questionnaire to at least as a route to vent. Have you had less or more responses yeah. this season? More this year. I think okay. it was, yeah, it was three thousand plus this year. I think it was almost almost a thousand up on the previous year. Um but yeah, there is a bit of one thing or the other. I think um if we're doing back yeah i think the, the, the website as a whole is like that isn't it i think if things are going well then everyone's there's a lot more traffic and uh, if things are going very badly then uh, there's a lot more traffic but it's that kind of 15th place in the championship <laughs> every year that kind of that's when it i think kind of uh traffic drops off a bit but the questionnaire yeah i think this year everyone was delighted to be able to say something nice about stuff around the not just on pitch performances but off the field as well yeah. because there's improvements whereas kind of i notice every and it is noticeable that uh, over the years that certain areas like the club responding to emails and things like that were pretty much the same every year and i'd go and say to simon clegg or steve pierce or um you know who, who, who i happen to kind of be liaising with look this really ought to get better and they, they'd sort of say well we do our own research and that's kind of not how we find it sort of thing what we find from our research and so but so is it, i mean some of that is the fact that things were staffed at a fairly skeleton level in some areas of the club so you know to some extent you can't really blame people too or be too harsh on people but and obviously the club is now staffed on a much more much more widely and, and the departments are, are much deeper so um yeah so so yes i think so people this year were particularly sort of pleased they can come in and say yes this was great and type you know click the excellent box or the very good <laughs> box 
um, far more often than they have done in uh, for, 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 for two decades. Yeah, it was stark. I, I mean, I've got some examples here. I mean, um, Kieran McKenna with his 97.7% very good rating. And yeah, well, he's well, bringing that to the meeting when he's discussing the, uh, <laughs> exactly the new contract. Right. Look at the size of the pie. Um, game changer, 94.9% very good rating as well. Um, none of these particularly surprising, but Mark Ashton, a little bit lower there, 91.8. Always it's a Bristol City fan. So Mr. Yeah, fan. okay. Yeah. So then, yeah, infiltrators maybe. And then um, 96, yeah, rating the season overall, very good, 97% there. No surprises. I like the questions, though, that where there's a little bit more variety. Um, and I'd be interested to get you, both of your thoughts on, on some of these categories. Um, first one, um, goal of the year. I mean, we talked about this, Joe, quite a lot on our pod. Um, and recommend going watching our season reviews, two-parters, and the season awards, where we awarded our goal of the season, I believe, as well. Um, but no surprises there, Phil, really. I think uh, maybe the Broadhead goal, perhaps, rating higher than maybe I th- I thought. But We, we end up with the Hurst goal, didn't we, here? Yeah. Hurst so. goal? Yeah, Barnsley. Barnsley. See, I like the... Well, which one is it? The Bolton one. Okay. Just having played as a striker, uh, not not at any particular level, but just the the difficulty of uh, the volley of a wet ball coming at that angle. Do you know what I mean? Into that corner. I Cushion thought that was, for volley was it had, yeah. you know, quite a quite a level of difficulty if we sort of put it in terms of uh, skating or diving or something. Um, <laughs> but but again, the Barnsley goal was terrific as well. And and also, and, and I think this is something as with, with the broadhead free kick. It was the context as well. Yes. Um, the 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 the, um, the Hurst goal at Barnsley. We just, well, I mean, literally, we're still writing up the first goal, and uh, and he sort of uh, just and he just holds. Uh, one thing I wondered about that goal: will he deliberately let the ball run behind him because it, it gave him so much space, didn't it? And, and uh, I don't think he did, but it was uh, it just gave him so much space. It. And again, the, finish, the sort of second goal being so quickly after the first yeah. goal, wasn't it? and it just made well. That was sort of the moment we were up, really, wasn't it? There, yeah, mm. I, I agree with you. And and again, the finish for him, his finishing was was terrific, wasn't it? Once he got going, his finishing was superb. And I think that was uh, that, that kind of took us up a, a and really the January signings were so terrific. Perhaps it's something else you, you might come to, but the um, the free kick against Sheffield Wednesday at two nil down to one of our promotion rivals. Things hadn't been going that well, had they, from when we lost to Wickham, I think, in, what was that, December the 18th, something like that. Um, and um, and I think that that was really important. It got us back into that game. I know we didn't win the game on the Tuesday at Bristol Rovers, which I think was the following Tuesday, wasn't it? Um, but I think that that was quite an important step, really. I think it mm. kind of it kind of was the first step on to, into that sort of still quite remarkable run that, that took us over the line, and not just over the line, kind of, I mean, I think, you know, if we'd, if catapulted been followed, us, didn't it, over the line? Quite a long way, wouldn't we? <laughs> yeah. Um, match of the season or worst match of the season, as I said, I'm trying to find some of the negatives where there might be some variety here. Um, that Lincoln home match, you know, what, was that the only defeat at home in the league? I think it was. Oxford away in the fog. Uh, Charlton comes up there. Any, any thoughts to add on to those ones, guys? Or do we want to move on from the negative? Well, it, it, like for me, because I, I, I filled in the survey and I think I went for the... Lincoln home game just because it was the only home game we lost but it did feel like when you're trying to find the worst game of the season there wasn't really a, a standout bad game and in the um 
sort of previous seasons, there might not have been a standout bad game, but it's normally because there's been so many bad games that <laughs> you sort of think, oh, which one do I pick? And you sort of flick through the result. Oh, yeah, that was crap. So I picked that one rather than flick through them all and make a sort of balanced assessment of which one was the very worst then. But this one is just like, oh, which ones actually were bad? I thought, oh, well, we lost one game at home. That's got to be the worst one because I was at that game and we lost that. But even then, we sort of still played well. Like, I, yeah. I, you shouldn't have lost. I yeah. think if you looked at probably the games all season where we didn't play well, I think you probably got Burton away where we sort of won very early in the season. We didn't play particularly well. And maybe the Fleetwood at home game where second half, they did Cambridge that. Yeah, Cambridge away, first half especially was poor. But you're talking probably three or four or maybe sort of four bad halves of football in a season. And, I know. and then yeah. a couple of bits from there. Yeah, I think I did some maths. We were only behind for something like 291 minutes or something over the whole season, something like that. Well, somebody, somebody um, there was a one of the journalists, uh, sort of the top national journalist, was tweeting about Man City and saying how the league's becoming too easy for them. And it showed their last run over 15 games, how many goals they'd scored, how long they'd been ahead for in each game. And somebody put our record against it. And it was almost identical to what Man City's was in that, in their sort of their annual race to the title where they just sort of get there and all of a sudden they hit their stride for the last sort of 15, 16 games of the season and our 15, 16 run of the season was almost exactly the same as theirs to the minute with regards to how long we've been ahead for and I guess this is the sort of stuff when we talk about when McKenna's only had one season at Ipswich where he's had a heavily budgeted team and got them out of the league. That's the sort of things that is more noticeable in the football community I'd imagine. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. Exactly right. I think that's um, right. I think it kind of shows... I mean that that that's obviously gives us heart for going into the championship because we've we've not just been a decent league one side in the last third or quarter of the season we've been absolutely outstanding uh, yeah. league one side and I, I think that's uh, that, I think yes I think that's that's a fair point probably really, the best ever league one side in that in that last sort of half of the season when you look at the actual metrics of it and the odds that we're going out at the start of each game because the underlying numbers are so good there's, there's never been a team that's put that sort of run together yeah. when you look at our home run going into it and it's like 3-0 4-0 4-0 3-0 2-0 6-0 <laughs> there was no let up on it it wasn't like oh you've won 8 out of 9 but you've a couple of late wins a couple of 1-0s and 2-1s every single game is just a dominant victory from that point on other than the Port Vale game and the Cheltenham away game yeah, and the games games that were seen as hard matches, Bolton away, Derby away, Barnsley away, Peter away, 3 0, whatever it was. Yeah, yeah. just side. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like home comforts. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home advantage with Mook Delivery. You win. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Blue Monday are delighted to be partnered with TalkSport Fan Network and NordVPN, giving you the best possible offering for browsing the internet securely. NordVPN opens up global streaming options for content not available in your region by switching your virtual location quicker than Wesburn's running down the wing. 
NordVPN acts like your cyber Sam Morsey whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like passwords and credit card details from falling into the wrong hands. For about the price of an ITFC match program a month or a Blue Monday Telegram subscription, you can get yourself a NordVPN account which can be used across six different devices. If you need to rapidly change direction like Amari Hutchinson, there's a 30-day money-back guarantee. To get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Blue Monday or click the link in the podcast or YouTube subscription to be taken straight there, supporting us here at Blue Monday in the process. Other bits and pieces as well. I have to draw attention to this because I thought there might be a backlash against Barry Bannon, and you have to call him Barry Bannon now. Um, Barry, opposition yeah. player of the season. Mumba's in there, Whitaker's in there, Cooper's in there. I, I found this really one. This a difficult one to pick. Um, I don't think I picked Bannon in the end, but your thoughts on how? I, I guess it's easy because he's such a well-known player at League One level, and pivotal, I guess, with Sheffield Wednesday. But I didn't. Excuse me. Didn't recall him being particularly influential in the games against us. Might be harsh. Might be wrong. Thoughts, Phil. I think Windass was probably their most influential player against us. I don't know. It's certainly the game at Portman Road. Um, yeah, so I just was think... the best of the ones that came as well when he, he played as well, and he scored a good goal and was good. Yeah, but it's, it's. I think you're right. I think Bannon is. I mean, he does keep. He does tick them over, doesn't he? In the in the sort of manner that that Jim Jilton did with us back in the day. He's that sort of uh, player, and he, he's also. I think he's sort of talismanic, isn't he, for, for Sheffield Wednesday now? For he's sort of you kind of. If you're thinking of a Sheffield Wednesday player, he's the one that comes to mind. So perhaps yep. he he um, he kind of came into people's kind. Of also, the fact that. I think that was I put that together sort of just after the playoff final, and so everyone had heard his name about five million times from the commentator um, during it's that. It's worked. Match. It's worked. I <laughs> know. Oh, yes, he sort of inculcated it in, uh, into everyone's mind. Um, the one that was amused me was um, Mumba coming second <laughs> as a Norwich player. Yeah. Yeah, Fluky but then goal. he did yeah. score two good goals against us, didn't he? he? Did. Two big, important goals against us. But yeah. I thought he was—I thought he really struggled at Portman Road defensively. I thought he had a really poor game. But then pops up the ninety-sixth minute minute to, yeah. wasn't that late? Was it ninetieth minute to score the equalising goal for them after scoring at their end? He so he probably was the player that had the biggest impact against us, wasn't he? Over the season, yeah. maybe. Really yeah. Yeah. yeah, fair enough. And obviously Plymouth. We didn't beat Plymouth. Well, we didn't beat Sheffield Wednesday either, but Plymouth beat us. At least we drew with both um, both games against Sheffield Wednesday. Let's, in terms of moving us forward to next season, um, the question, uh, one of the last questions is where would the Blues finish in the championship next season? Um, a little bit of a sliver for top two, but a big chunk there, probably bigger than I was expecting, Phil, for playoffs. I think I went mid-table, but playoffs getting a big chunk there a lot of confidence as you say you know the end of the last season pretty impressive um were you surprised by that not especially actually i just think it, the mood is like that isn't it at the mm-hmm. moment. um the way we finish the season the confidence that's there um the, the confidence in the team and the manager and also the the off-field kind of uh, operation at the club to to strengthen over the summer um I think people are anticipating a, another good season. I don't think. I, I, I don't think if we're mid-table, I don't think people will be distraught. Uh, no. But I think at the same time, I, I think they really see us as. And also, what well, like I said before, people see Luton being in the playoffs, Coventry, Millwall being there or thereabouts, and think, well, why not? You know, we're we're, we're, we're a bigger club than that than than, than, than they are, and um, 
and so I think that they, uh, I think they look at it and, and um, yeah, I, I think they feel this is a real chance. I don't think, I think generally the feeling is that the championship hasn't been as strong in recent years. And so there is a bit of an opportunity and it's been done before, hasn't it? And, and clubs have come out. Of, uh, lesser clubs than Ipswich as well. Much think. lesser clubs than Ipswich. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I know, I know we've talked before earlier about the teams coming down. I think there will definitely be a force, but you know, there's not, there's not six of them, is there? Do you know what I mean? And I think so that, um, and, and, and the teams that came down last year, quite a disappointment in some cases. So, um, some of them have got a little bit of off field dysfunction as well, which is helpful yeah, too. Yeah. So, so um, oh yeah. And, and th- I mean, that will happen. I think with, with the clubs come down this year, I think Leicester is probably the one that seems most likely to have a fair amount. There's already kind of whispers that things are not great behind the scenes there. So, um, yeah, I think Southampton will probably find it quite difficult to adjust, don't you? Because they've been down, they've been up for quite a number of years. I think that always takes a little while. Whether they ultimately come through, um, a lot of young players last season, didn't mm. they? And it just hasn't worked at all. So you sort of, when you do that, they might be able to sell Lavia or someone like that for a lot of money, but they're left with the young players that didn't make the jump to first thing football. They'll lose Ward Prowse, so they've then lost their sort of only one real senior player. So they're sort of stuck in that limbo, really, of a, of a strange squad, but. I think when you look at the football we play and the style of football we play, there is that definitely the way that that should work in the levels above. It almost feels like when George Burley was managing us in a championship or division one as it was, it felt like once we do get up, we'll be fine because we've got a style that's going to go. And obviously we were, we went sort of straight up into fifth place in the first season because we, we had a style of play that just worked better probably at that level than it did at the level we were playing it at. And it, it does feel that the only the only worry for me is when you see like as sort of John's mentioned comments there, Luton and commentary, they sort of became such battle hardened, defensive, solid teams, don't they? That whilst the games when you watch them, they look like crap games. It's it's because both sides are just cancelling each other out. So you wonder how we how we deal with that. Mm, mm. How did you vote on that question, Joe? Did our interest? Um I think I went for playoffs, but I'd, I'd I'd probably put You're it in that, sort of, though, aren't you? in that sort of fifth to tenth range i'd put us yeah good stuff well i think i was gonna say that um we had towards the end of the season we had james scowcroft and jason dizel on life's pitch and jason obviously watched a fair amount of championship football last year because of andre and uh scurry obviously works for crystal palace so scouts quite a lot at championship football and both of them thought that from what they'd seen that we would be contenders in the championship so that's i think that's quite uh no, it's well. But I think when you look at the transfer business we did in January, it, it shows roughly what the transfer business is going to be like this summer when you're signing players like Nathan Broadhead for a f- good size fee, Harry Clark for a good size fee. Those two players alone show you that when you get up, you're probably going to have, you're going to be able to sign some of those £2 million players. You're not going to be a Rotherham or a side Barnsley or a side like that where they where they come up from the League One and it's just we need to try and stay here because we, we maybe gravity is going to be pulling us back to League One. We feel like we're back to the level we should be at as a minimum really. So and with the spending power to compete at this level as well. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's interesting. I think I think those signings that you mentioned there, Broadhead, Clark, there'll be those type of signings, won't they? Those sort of 23, 24 Players probably from academies, Premier League academies that are, that are perhaps been on loan in the in, in the Championship or maybe in League One if they've done particularly well. Uh, George Hurst obviously comes to mind as one that potentially we could look at again coming in. Um, players like that that will have a sort of value going forward. Mark Ashton has talked a lot yeah. about the the uh, Adam Webster signing that 
he made when from us when he was Bristol City manager uh, CEO. Um, someone that they brought in, I can't remember what the figure was, but it was something like five, seven million, wasn't it? Something like that. And they it was sold a year or so on for 20 million to having... It was like three and a half to 25 or something like that, wasn't it? Something, it? yeah, it was much lower than we thought there. But yeah, great points, guys. I'm going to move us on because we're going to go right. time out. But um, really great chat there and, and all the results. Um, Phil has tweeted that earlier and we've retweeted it as well, but head to TWTD anyway for... It's on the front page. On the front page, but all of your news on TWTD as well. Um, a, f- a few things to plug before we finish with um, with everyone's questions. Worth noting at the moment, you can get some Blue Monday merch with free shipping. Get yourself a T-shirt or something like that. Um, head over to bluemondayitfc.co.uk for the link for that. You'll also find the link for Telegram and join us there. We have a transfer chat. We've ring-fenced it away. So if, like me, you can't bear to look at it or if you want to troll a few people and post some stupid links, which frankly are happening um and sometimes it's me doing that as well um head over telegram two weeks on us and then a subscription thereafter but plenty of exclusive we had a q a with with nick ames recently which went down really well nick guardian football journalist and um friend of the pod as well so head over to telegram and um join in the fun over there um let's head back shall we to some questions um i'll try and alternate these if we can try and keep the answers short and sharp guys um give us as much time as possible and um, flim flam anybody think there'll be a scramble to offer contracts to wigan players in the championship who would you take joe do you want to take that one it's the obvious one is will keen who we were linked with at the back end of the summer window i think it was but he's now it turned out that he had signed a contract extension where no one was really sure whether he had or not. I think him and James McLean had signed extensions. So I don't know. I think they are still continuing to pay the players who've had, who have got contracts. So yeah. their contracts are not becoming null and void. But yeah, I guess he's one. He had a half decent season in the championship last year. There was a defender that we had a sort of rough link with earlier. Charlie, in the summer, wasn't it? Was it? Charlie Hughes, was it? Who mm. teenager played sort of 20 games for them last season, but yeah, one of those, we'll, I, I guess. We'll be shopping a bit higher than, than maybe Wigan. In terms of players um, going out, Phil, we obviously spoke a little bit about some of the midfield. Um, Sully, our mate Sully in New York. Caden Jackson, Championship or League One next season? Thoughts on that, Caden Jackson? Mm, it's interesting you mentioned Charlie Hughes. I think someone mentioned to me that the Premier League club's interested in him, but presumably for a, a development squad, sort of, because he's that sort of age, isn't he, still? So it uh, be interesting to see what happens there. I've heard his, his name mentioned as well. Um Caden Jackson, yeah, well, if we bring someone in on the right um, to play a sort of that that kind of Wes Burns role, which yeah. you could potentially see happening, then Caden Jackson's down the, the pecking order that bit further. So it wouldn't entirely surprise me if he ends up going somewhere. Um, having said that, he only signed a new contract relatively recently, didn't he? Was it last summer? He signed a two-year um, deal last season, so he's got yeah, a year to run yeah, on so, it. Um, maybe, I mean, I don't know, but I mean, perhaps to some, some degree that's to sort of protect his... His value. His value. Um, if we were to go up, and he was perhaps seen as one we would uh, more as a sort of long-term League One player if we were in that scenario. But yeah, I could certainly see him going because I think that sort of right side is one of various people have been mentioned um, uh, for, for, for sort of that role. Um, to Josie... Uh, Ogbenne has been mentioned, isn't he? I don't think there's anything in that from what and I'm Raksaki told. Rakasaki keeps coming. Rakasaki, I think there's yeah. definitely something in that, um, mm-hmm. and it was in January. Um, so it wouldn't entirely surprise. I don't think that's one that will happen immediately, but I think that might be one that happens that could happen later in the summer. Do you know what I mean? I think depending where he ends up, or yeah, I think yeah. Palace will have a look at him, or, or maybe need him through through their sort of pre-season because obviously these Premier League clubs 
they tend to be quite short of players through their preseason. Well, it sounds they? like Wilf Sahar is going to leave as well, doesn't it? Mm. He's sort of his contract has run out, so it sounds like he'll be going. And it's a player that could potentially play a role like that, but maybe as a backup, not as a starter. Yeah. So it's so I, yes, I think that's and, and that would then put Jackson as as one of those who could potentially move on, which you know would be a bit of a shame because he's obviously played a role in getting us up. But you, as you move, never up, been then, a routine starter, has he? Not, not, no, he's never been a starter. I think Kieran McKenna has found a role for him, um, but it's usually been as a, as a backup to, to Wes Burns, isn't it? I think there was a time last season when there was, Jackson was, they were starting to kind of think, because Burns was not at the top of his game, was he, for a spell? And I think there was, there was sort of suggestions that, that Jackson might be given a bit of a run to see how he did. But obviously then Burns kind of hit his straps, didn't he? And, he did, uh, yeah. And the rest is history. Yeah, F- history yeah. FPL Tractor, I'll go through some of these comments quickly. Better to have a manager. Other clubs are interested in one they're not. Um, yeah, evening to John. Um, Birmingham fan, good. Um, gr- uh, glad you guys back in the championship. These shows are back on my watch this year. We'll be pl- covering the opposition teams, giving our, our respect to so everyone every week. John, so great to have you with us. I'm interested to see how Blues get on this summer, new ownership and all that fun stuff um a lot of speculation uh, as i said when if you join us late and please if you've been with us through, since if, even if you've just joined us thumbs up by the way as well do forget to subscribe plenty more content coming our way uh, coming your way um but i think we're going to avoid the speculation on the manager situation at the moment um norman joe what do you think of the business norwich have done um they are going to be some force in the 2017 18 season <laughs> ryan fraser linked with a loan i think a number of clubs linked with ryan fraser on loan but norwich team um yeah biggest noise there and obviously stuart weber leaving you're muted joe by the way so i'm gonna keep talking um stuart weber on his way too Yes, it seems like sort of one extreme from the other, doesn't it? Where they've sort of always gone for sort of younger players, maybe trying to play for value, and then all of a sudden they've signed Ashley Barnes, Shane Duffy, and there's a couple of others they've picked up in there, isn't it? Full back from somewhere, and Stacey is it from Bournemouth? And you think, oh. Like, yeah, I think the squad did need rebalancing, but I'm not sure they're particularly. They're probably. I think Ashley Barnes is a is a good signing, maybe to help bring through Adam Eder as a striker, but it does seem like it's one last throw of the dice with the last year of parachute payments, and if they don't get up this year I think they're going to be in a real struggling position to, to try and compete in this league uh, as of next season unless they get new ownership because the owners don't put in any any funds at all do they they don't, they don't have the money to put in so they have to sort of run at a zero balance effectively Stuart Webber leaving I think I think he's run his race at Norwich I think when, yeah. you, when you look to see where the club was when he came in I think they're in a lot better position now than what they were sort of off, off the field especially their facilities are of an absolute another level to what they were when he came in, and the he's had some great signings, sort of Buendia, Pukki, especially those two are the ones that really stick out. Daniel Fark did well there, but he seems to have sort of lost his mojo a bit. You you listen to his end of season, Mardy in the press, wasn't he? I'm yeah, he's, knowing now that he handed in his resignation in March and then spoke to the press towards the end of the season, I'm surprised surprised they let that happen, but maybe let himself down a bit there, perhaps. Yeah, it, it reminds me of when Mick McCarthy was at Ipswich, where yes. he'd he'd done undeniably a good job and he knew he'd done a very good job and Stuart Webber knows he's done a very good job at Norwich, but maybe when the job became just sitting in the middle of the championship, which is probably where you should expect to be on the budgets that Ipswich had at that point, or was probably overperforming for Ipswich at this point and Stuart Webber doing that for Norwich now. Yeah. You're allowed one bad season. And I don't think the fans appreciate that sometimes, but Mm. it's then not up to the manager or the, sporting director to say well actually 
you should you're lucky to have me i'm i'm doing a good job if you can't see that that's your fault and I think that's, <laughs> that's that's where they sort of fell down on it and i think they'll be glad to see the back of him but maybe it won't be the best thing for the club but i think it needed a change like it yeah. did when yeah agreed yeah. obviously people, hopefully people, it goes as badly for them as it did when mick left us <laughs> i think managers and ceos they have a shelf life at clubs don't they i think and six years he's been there it's that surprising it's as long as that really uh but yeah, I think this it's when it's notable how many people have been leaving Norwich. I mean, <laughs> quite a lot of our staff are from Norwich, <laughs> the, the academy staff and people like that. So I don't think it's been a happy show. As you say, the comments recently, I mean, that just had I'm on my way written all over them, didn't they? The comments about the women's team and all that. I just thought, you know, it was just clearly demob happy. And, uh, I wonder if and there's it, a, an, even a, an attempt to sort of get pushed out the door a bit earlier. Now he's sort of handed his notice in whether there's a case of, look, if I just push it and push it, they might just say go early. Well, he's linked with Leeds, wasn't he, this morning as well? Yeah, I've so. heard his Leeds. Is, someone mentioned to me that they thought he was going to go to Leeds. So Interesting. Um, yeah, that'd be good. Feisty, wouldn't it? Well, apparently it's been on the cards for a little while, presumably under the okay. previous owners. And then you know, you've got new people coming in now, haven't you, at Leeds? So um, that might all get kind of resolved now. That's um, But yeah, so, uh, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's obviously not ideal for any club to be going into a, a transfer window, which obviously starts tomorrow, doesn't it? Um, with the, with the um, director of football moving on. So. Big question marks. Yeah. And he's, yeah, yeah exactly right. Um, really interesting one, that one. Uh, we'll see how that plays out. Hopefully in our favor, uh, a few questions in the chat. I'm um, asking news about town TV and news about kits and news about players flying out to Austria. Phil, I'm, I'm in the dark on that one. Do you know any more about that kind of stuff very quickly on those bits? Or should we just tell people to wait and keep their eye on the official Twitter feed? Yeah, I think that, yeah, I think kits will be fairly soon. Um, I think the club will be making announcements on that fairly sharpish. Um, Austria, I think we all know that they're going to go to Austria for a week. The the match on the 15th. um, Of of July? July. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Um, Course. Well, be, uh, it's two days um, time, isn't it? <laughs> yes, yeah. From what I gather, there'll be a surprise in in the announcement when it's it's made. Um, obviously, more friendlies to be mm-hmm. announced. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, obviously, no first, no no home friendly this year because of the pitch. I think there's going to be no open day this year because of the the pitch situation. Oh, of course, yeah. Um, it's a shame. What else? We, we, um, Town TV. Town TV. Yeah, I think they're just working their way through it. I think it's... it's They've got it's a, I follow contracts got to expire first, doesn't it? Similar to Adidas at Umbro, isn't it? You can't do anything until... Yeah, I think, that's, I think that's officially up. But um, I think that they... Yeah, there's all that kind of thing that's um, uh, that they're in kind of working on now. I think they're going to have sort of a number of regular regular presenters and whatever. and Coming for us, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You, yeah, well, perhaps we'll discover who's been poached for it and who hasn't. <laughs> yeah. um, the early days of Sky TV when uh, exactly right. that's the day commentators suddenly disappear. <laughs> Poaching of, yeah, Blue Monday team members starts now. No, I've heard nothing. I can't confirm otherwise. Joe might have irons in the fire. I don't know. Who knows? Um, if, if I Can I use this pod to issue a come and get me? <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, moving on, moving on, moving on. Romeo, the question for both of you guys: uh, What championship grounds are you most looking forward to visiting? Uh, Phil, start with you quickly. Cool. Are there any new ones? I can't even. Uh, I, I th- Joe's done his no, ninety-two. No, because I, I went through the Your... my ninety-two that today to see how many grounds I need to go to in the championship, and it's just Plymouth and Swansea. I've not been to so. Yeah. 
there's no new ones because we've played at both those grounds before. Boring film. Oh, I'll be yeah. looking forward to get back to like Mill, Millwall, QPR, the sort of nice London days. We had a question. Comfortable. I think looking forward not to having to go to Fleetwood, Accrington. I was going to say, what places is like that that are really kind of not very comfortable places to work? Do you know what I mean? You know, where you're sort of crushed with people uh, very close. Who looks after you. It's like Phil, being yeah? back in the North Stand, Phil, with your notepad, isn't it? <laughs> Back in the day, yeah, it's very much like that, yeah. So some, of, yeah, so it'd be a bit nicer being at the. Yeah, I quite like. I used to live in Hull, so I quite like going back to okay. Hull. I usually have lunch with a friend of mine when I go up there. Um, Swansea, I always quite like going there. That's quite a nice. Yeah, but just generally, the sort of level of stadium goes up a little bit, doesn't yeah. it? And uh, so, yeah, some, some, and and I think more than anything, I think we're just a bit bored of League One. I think yes. the, the lack of competitive matches, I think, was the biggest thing. Oh, scrabble for tickets as well is it is tedious as well and you've got a thousand yeah, for away games certainly yeah, yeah. I yeah. Think that's, uh, it's a scrabble to get tickets for home games now well exactly right yeah it might not be much easier next season um matthew asked about um the transfer kitty realistically how much i guess we can only speculate on that but we're hearing millions ambition ambitious signings aren't we guys i think that's all we can really say on that um, I think we'll be pushing FFP as far as we can. Yeah. I think there's a real intent to try and get up within the club. Yeah, yeah. Which obviously is, is something you've got three. It's, it's over three years, isn't it, in this division? So, and it's but it's accumulated three years as you go, isn't it? Um, hmm. So you can. I think you can only push it so far, can't you? But um, yeah, it's uh, yeah. I I think they're not going to mess around. I think that they. They're not going to spend two or three years establishing ourselves in the championship by any stretch of the imagination. Right. They will be aiming to go um, to, to, to be competitive at the top end. Yep. Um, our mate Leaf um, asks, um, given player training is a key part of the pension fund strategy, what is a realistic current market value for Walton, Wolfen and Burns and Chaplin? Um, presumably individually Leaf rather than as a big lump sum quadruple <laughs> signing. But um, thoughts on that one, guys? Um Joe, you're, you're a big fan of Wolf Wolfram. I guess it's a value to us, isn't it? I guess it's a value to us, and I don't think any of them would. I don't think anyone's going to be bidding what it's ta- what it's going to take to get them away from us. Because let me start an auction then. Would you five million for each of them? Is I, that a fair yeah. price? I think yeah. I think you'd take that for Burns and Walton, especially a, a keeper and a a yeah, keeper and a, a right winger. They're probably not their value is not really going to get much past that, is it? to us. I don't know. I, I don't think you get anything like that, but I think that's the sort of money it would take to lose. Yeah, to lose yeah. I, I think that it would cost us more did, to replace them than 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 anyone would offer us at the moment. I think. That, to be fair to Leaf, he said realistic, didn't he? So mm. I, I, I've maybe, yeah. I think January, if we've had a great first half of the season, and they've in particular have had a great first half of the season. Do you know what I mean? Proven themselves in the championship. Um, then I think perhaps you know we might get offers that are more that we would we would consider more. But then again, if we've done that well, we probably wouldn't look at offers in January because we'd be looking at going up. So exactly um, right, spending and, some more. There's a certain profile of player that's always going to get more. Where if you look at someone like Wes Burns, he's 28. He's been a, a sort of a lower league player for most of his career. He's been but he's been excellent for us and bring a lot of goal crunch, contributions. But I think he's the sort of player that's going to need to go up with the clubs to get to higher levels where someone like Luke Wolfenden, for example, who's 23 years old, six foot three, fast, reads the game well and can pass the ball at the back. He's a sort of player that is going to interest clubs because it's a sort of re- very rare profile of player and the player that the top clubs want. So any club like an Adam Webster where you think, actually, if we get him and he 
plays like we want him to, he's a player that could be worth a hell of a lot of money. Where I don't think the others probably are in in the in the list there, like Connor Chaplin, brilliant for us, but he's always going to be five foot six and which Premier League team is going to say, oh, we're going to buy him to go up there and get him to score some goals. You just don't see that with the yeah, same level of yeah. athleticism, physicality. Yeah. Walton, I think, Walton, he could be... <laughs> Always lots of rumours with Walton, isn't there, Phil? Borough were linked with him, Lee, you know, I think other teams were linked with him last season as well. He's always the name that on teams' lists for keepers, isn't he? Yeah, yes. I mean, I could, I could certainly see someone... I mean, Borough, now, now we're up, Borough are the same level as us, aren't they? Do you know yeah. what I mean? It's, it's not, that's not a kind of step up for for him. So I think if he does well in the championship, you could see Premier League clubs looking at him, I think, just to, mm-hmm. to see whether they... Uh, as a number one, though? No, well, I was going to say, I don't think yeah. he'd go in as a number one because, well... Who does? Many <laughs> goalkeepers come out of the championship and go in as number ones at, uh, in, in the Premier League these days. But um, it's, it's very difficult to turn down the chance of a Premier League club, isn't it? Even if you're perhaps not going to be the number one immediately so um i could see it but i mean you know it's all hypotheticals isn't it i think it's it yeah. all kind of depends i think at the moment because these players have only largely done it largely impressed in league one the the value that we would get for them is not as much as it would be once they've impressed in the in the championship uh, very quickly just to michael's question here good day to michael um who'd be sold for big money i mean <laughs> wishing our players away but i guess in terms of who's got the highest value in the, the 11 maybe reword the leaf, question leaf leaf, leaf davis? davis i'd, I'd yeah. say so now he yeah. looks like the player that will definitely play in the premier league doesn't he yeah yeah okay. i think he's he's obviously yeah had a very very good first season and leads were probably looking at it and thinking why did we sell him a year ago? Because he would probably be a starter in their team this year, wouldn't he? I think yeah. even someone like Nathan Broadhead, you could probably make a good profit on already. Yeah, Welsh international now, isn't he? So yeah, I, I think Broadhead, this this sort of thing of um, Everton seem to hang on to players for years, don't they? I mean, you think Broadhead, you think young player, well, 25, isn't he? Um, and he's, he's been at Everton being sent out on loan year after year after year. I don't think it's really ideal for players. I think Everton... I, I, one of my cousins is an Everton fan, and he said, oh, he should have been given more of a go at Everton. And he said he's not the only one. They've had players that they've just... Fighting relegation, uh, isn't it? It's tough to, to gamble yeah, on. Yeah, well, it's just mentioning last season or whatever, but... Different managers coming in the time, well, and then you're bringing in a load of their own players, and you've got two different people in the boardroom, like you've got the owners bringing in one side, the director of football bringing in another. There was one summer where I think they signed Wayne Rooney... Um, is it Van der Beek and another and Gilfie Sigurdsson? They sort of signed mm. three number tens because one of them was a manager's choice, one of them was the owner's choice, one of them was a director of football's <laughs> choice. And it's like yeah. when you're doing that, if you're a number ten in the academy and you've got three being signed above your head already, then what, what are you going to do from there? Mm, but this mm. seems to be happening. I mean, Luke Gar- um, Garbutt came to us in a similar yeah. sort of yeah. Matt Pennington. Pennington. Yeah. yeah, and it just seems um, Mark Ashton has talked about warehousing and said that our our academy previously used to warehouse players just because they were too scared to let them go because we're making a mistake well i think if you're getting players to 25 and you're still not in and around your first team you've failed haven't you really already um yeah well so is the players agent to an extent but anyway well, i need to move this on guys grand a year they're not well that's a week they're not <laughs> true 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 we are we're over time but we're, i'm gonna go another five minutes of extra time if that's all right guys to to Phil and Joe, we're gonna, I'm going to rattle through these questions. But I need you to help me out by giving succinct answers. Um, if you're trying to ask, um, have you found it fine? Found it harder to get information out 
Um, has it? Has he found it harder to find out info in the US slash Ashton era than previously? Um, probably not really. I don't know. It's um, the club's easier to deal with, I think. Mm-hmm. Certainly, well, certainly easier to deal with when I, than when I was banned from press conferences. <laughs> um, and manager, oh, I'm I'm, I can believe you forgot about that film. Yeah, so. yeah. Manager was, is obviously much easier to deal with than most managers we've had in recent years, which I think really does help. Um, there's always rumours floating about. I think this summer there's been <laughs> we're bit because we're probably one of the few clubs in the championship that have got a load of money. Anyone, anyone who's an agent who's got a player that's interesting a club is mentioning us as a kind of rival club for that. Do you see what I mean? That, that yeah. our name is getting mentioned as as a, as a potential rival. So there's a lot of stuff that gets around. But the club is, yeah, yes, I, things get out. Um, and the, the the club at the moment, I think, is easier to speak to and have conversations with when stories do come up than it Good. has been. I think. Um, and um, yeah, gen- generally the. I think that there is a there has been a conscious effort to be easy to deal with, I think. Um and not just in terms of media, but in terms of fans as well. I think there's mm-hmm. been a, a sort of uh, that that has been an intention, you know, the community being seen as such a, a central part of everything. Um, which is, you know, laudable and I think how everyone would want to see their club. Uh, I think they kind of get that Bobby Robson called it Switch's big little club, didn't he? And mm. And so in one sense, Ipswich is a very big club, uh, but in another sense, it's it's got that sort of community feel of a, a Colchester United or, you know, that sort of level. I know they'll, they'll not like that, but you know what I mean? That that sort of smaller level club, because it's really only 60 years when <laughs> 60 years ago, we were that sort of club. So and those sort of things kind of remain in clubs over a period of time. Do you know what I mean? I think that's the expectation. Yeah. Yes, exactly. The culture of the club. Yeah. Hmm. Um, Joe, a lot of love for your cricket shirt. I couldn't <laughs> care less. Um, but do you want to give us your Ashes predictions for Louis? You're muted again, mate. Losing Jack Leak is a real blow. So I think that's sort of maybe tipped the balance slightly back into Australia's favour. But still relatively confident we can take it. But that's a we'll see how Basball works in, in an Ashes series. And one for you here, early days, I know, transfer etc. But who do we think will win the championship as it currently stands, apart from Ipswich? Cool. That's quite difficult, isn't it? I don't know, who, do you, who would you think is the, coming out of, the, out of the relegated teams who is in the stronger position? It's quite difficult to judge, I would say, at the moment, really. I think that there's a, there's a, there's a lot of summer to go with those well, clubs. The difficult thing is... Southampton have appointed Russell Martin or about to appoint or have been about to appoint him for ages and I'm not particularly convinced by him as a manager so no, I'm not. I do a lot of passing and Leeds and Leicester haven't got a manager in place yet so yeah. it's hard to say but I, I think like I say Leicester will probably end start the season as the favourites I think yeah, yeah I, I wouldn't disagree with that but I do kind of think that they are a bit of a bit of a mess from what uh, from the words that I hear um, and so and as you say, manager situation with those clubs, the longer it drags on, the, the, the sort of less time they've got to prepare themselves. Um, you can see those clubs having poor starts to the season just because of the August it does become a time of uh, still doing their business, doesn't it, really, with, with players leaving and, 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 and others coming in. So um, it'd be nice to play one or two of them fairly early in yes. the, on the campaign. But um, Six yeah, that would be good, wouldn't it? That would Sorry. be nice. Yeah, we did start a league campaign. We got relegated and beat Leicester 6-1, yeah. didn't we? Um, but yeah, I think 
It'll be one of those three, I would guess. I think, I don't know, Leeds maybe. Maybe Leeds, will, their strength will uh, ultimately come Big through. fan base to, um, yeah, to keep happy, isn't it? Um, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that. I think we'll be previewing the season in great detail. So do subscribe, as we say. Um, plenty more content around our championship rivals coming up on Blue Monday. Um, Mark, Mark's a new, I, I think, my, interested if that's if that's their name. Um, apologies if it is your name, but I... The, the question makes me think otherwise. Will Phil Ham bring out TWT merch soon? And we've obviously got some, our podcast rivals also have, have some as well. Are you going to get some TWT merch? Well, we haven't done anything for a while, have we? Maybe, yeah, maybe that's something we perhaps think about this year. I think, we, uh, I think, I think the kind of lack of success over recent years kind of saw our merch sort of disappear, really. Do you know what I mean? It was, uh, um, it's always easier to sell merchandise in a, in a sort of positive moment. It's not something we've done too much about thought about this summer but yeah maybe maybe yeah, yeah that's, that's something perhaps for the future never say never um i've actually reached the end of the questions and it's good job too because we're at just before an hour and 10 and i like nice round numbers so i'll say phil thank you for joining us guesting um as you thank have you. and providing your insights anything you want to plug apart from head to twtd.co.uk website every day click loads of adverts, adverts <laughs> get on the message boards <laughs> contribute for that completing, for, for completing questionnaires and visiting the site and all that kind of stuff it's uh yeah it's all uh, all very nice of everybody and uh looking forward to another successful season yeah keep doing what you're doing great stuff joe great to chat with you enjoy the ashes couldn't care less i'm afraid although i want england to win most things so that's the limit but um oh we've got a super chat just at the last as well so um see london maybe i'm confused yeah thank you um see london I think there's an alias there, definitely. So thank you for that. If you want to do that before we go, now is the time. Um, but otherwise, we'll say thank you to Joe. We'll see you soon, no doubt. And Phil, um, get the laptop powered up. Get Osborne 3.0. This we're upgrading now in the championship. Uh, but thank you, everyone, for joining us. Thank you. Please do give us a thumbs up before you head off. And keep your eyes on bluemondayitfc.co.uk. All of our content there. We've got some archived interviews from Phil and I with the likes of Ian Westlake as well. So in this downtime before stuff kicks off do head back onto our youtube channel and our podcast feed and checks out some of those interviews as well but for now i will say thank you guys thank you everyone for watching and we'll see you soon It's the promotion running. Everyone is gathered round to watch. The McNuggets share boxes are there offering much needed distraction. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping, but in you swoop to steal the last nuggets and claim all three points. Oh, and there is the Harry Clark fist pump to celebrate. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in at participating restaurants. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.